Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. And I'm passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who have impact. They're inspiring and energizing role models. And I hope what that you can use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. Today's guest on this podcast series on impact is Maya Dewar. Maya loves helping spiritually oriented people find freedom within the landscape of their life. Maya brings her background as a cultural anthropologist, writer, and longtime meditation practitioner to her work as a transformative teacher, facilitator, coach, and business consultant. Her sweet spot is working with small business owners and nonprofits in the startup phase with creative individuals and healthcare providers who realize the value of mindfulness and want to integrate awareness practices into their lives and work. She is committed to offering reflective practices that cultivate compassion, awareness, and social transformation. So welcome, Maya. I'm so delighted that you're here. Thank you, Ursula. It's just really an honor, and I'm just um, grateful that you invited me to be part of these wonderful conversations. Well, it's my pleasure. I uh, I know we've known each other for a number of years, and uh, have had many really great conversations. And I'm uh, I know it'll be amazing for people to hear from you in this whole area of impact. So uh, it'd be great if you could share a little bit about. What is it that drew you to having the business that you have right now? I know you've come to this process of of having this business. It's really been a process of integration, of bringing together multiple disciplines and area of interest that you've had. Can you share a little bit with us about that? Sure. Yeah. So how how I got from where I was to where I am. Um, And actually, I mean, when I think back, I started my business just about seven years ago, and um, it was during the period of time, 2008, uh, right around there where the whole economy went downhill, as we probably all remember all too well, um, and actually I didn't, I didn't plan to start a business. I was working in a small nonprofit in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, and very unexpectedly, I lost my job. I was laid off, um, not anything I expected. Like I said, I had worked there for a number of years, and... Uh, it just kind of took me hugely by surprise. And so I was left um, wondering, well, okay, what are my next steps? And I put in applications to a number of places, but nobody was hiring at that point. Uh, so I, I thought, well, you know, I've been thinking about going back into my own business for a while, and this seems like the time to do it. But it was almost like being pushed off the high dive of the, the diving board in the pool. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I really, it was like a baptism by fire, and so I, when I started out, I basically took an inventory of my skills and what I could do, um, and so I began my business called Five Directions Consulting, um, and really the focus back then was uh, to work with, with small business owners and nonprofit organizations and work with them on their marketing and fundraising um, in the case of, small, of uh, nonprofits. 
so for you know the first probably four or five years of my business, that's what I did. Um, but you know, the whole time I was doing that, there was this piece in me that was growing, and I have a long time Zen meditation practice. Um, and one of my contract jobs actually was directing the chaplaincy training program at Upaya Zen Center here in Santa Fe, where I live. I did that about 10 hours a week. Um, and it was interesting as I did that, there was in me this growing desire to do more of that kind of work, um, you know, to really understand the process of supporting people through a meditation practice and through a transformative learning process. So in the past couple of years, that's where I've been shifting my focus. Um, and I still do, you know, some of the marketing and fundraising as well. Um, but it's been an interesting process for me to kind of take into account all of who I am and my growing passions and really, um, you know, move my, my business more in that direction. That's great. I, uh, I, I know you've, you've really evolved in that whole process and it's great for people to hear that it's not an, an idea that just kind of sprang fully formed into your mind. It's really been a, it's been in a way its own transformative process for you. Is that true? Would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I planted seeds for that early on, but I didn't know what the seeds were going to grow into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can actually still remember, I guess it was maybe about five years ago, and I took a course from Chris Gillibo, um, his Empire Building course, mm-hmm. Empire Building Kit. Right. Uh, and when I did that, you know, I was very much in the, the spirit of like, okay, well, I want to grow my business and understand more about how this works. Um, but that was actually when I started my blog, The Liberated Life Project. I, so I had two things going. I had a stream that was like Five Directions Consulting that was the more traditional like, okay, I will be your marketing consultant. And then I started this Liberated Life Project blog, which is really where I got to you know, write, which is one of my passions, and just show up in that kind of way. Um, so it was a very different version of me that showed up. And so I think for me, the 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 gift of the last couple of years has been weaving those two strands together. Yeah. And um, I, I know that you've um, when we had, we've had conversations before that you have really given thought as to how you can best serve people. It's not a, uh, it's not just been a one sided, what can I do? It's also where can I best be of service? And is how do you see yourself having impact with the clients that you're working with? How do you see yourself um, being of service in, in that way? Yeah, um, a great question. And I know you and I have talked about this, um, you know, and the word impact. And it's been interesting since you invited me to do this interview. I've been sitting with that word. And I realize that I have a little bit of resistance to it, although I love that you're doing, you know, a whole podcast series around it. But it was my own personal piece of resistance, so I was exploring that. Um, And because I love words, I was curious to look up the etymology of impact and found out that it comes from the Latin word that means to press closely. And also, I mean, I think to me there's like a connotation in the word impact about like objects colliding. So it it feels like it's a very impactful word, right? (laughs) And it's got a lot of action to it, like you said. so I, I feel like, and that's certainly, you know, there there is action in what I do, but I feel like there's, the approach that I take is a little bit um, more informed by, again, like having a long, long-term sitting meditation practice. <clears throat> and so there's a little bit more softness to it, I believe. Um, so when I think of impact, I think more of, in the sense, there's a wonderful verse in the 
the Tao Te Ching, and it talks about water, and that water is the softest substance, and yet it's the most powerful force in the world, right? Right. So water can, you know, just as it gradually moves through things, it completely can change the shape of rocks or rivers. Um, so there's great power in water, even though it's such a soft substance. So I think when I consider my own impact, um, you know, that's more the context that I think about it in. Hmm. Um, and in fact, the tagline I've got for my business is creating space for liberating change. So I feel like what I do is really set up conditions for people to um, create more spaciousness in their life so that more possibilities come through. So I feel like it's kind of like a different angle of moving towards impact, um, if that makes sense. But And I feel like it's an approach that probably takes a little bit longer, but I also feel like it, it really... Um, lays down the foundations for some very deep lasting sustainable change. So in, in fact I have a whole thing where I realize like I, I feel like change is much different than transformation. Hmm. How how so? You know, so it's pretty easy actually I think for us to change things in our lives. We can change a habit. Well we can change a habit. You know, we can like take something that we're wanting to shift like, okay, I'm going to exercise every day. Um and so maybe we actually do that, and that, you know, has some good effects for us. But I feel like transformation is actually a deeper process. Um, and it's not just, you know, changing maybe one habit for another, but really going, you know, into a deeper dive and looking at our uh, long, long-held long beliefs um, and patterns that are in our life and seeing, you know, getting more insight where they come from. And then from that insight, we can make changes that really last. And that, that to me, is the essence of transformation. Hmm. I'm actually I'm reminded of um, you know this summer I was in Thailand and there was a woman who was in the workshop that I was helping to teach and we were talking about this difference between change and transformation and she told this great story it was like she had this light bulb go off above her head and she said oh she said well like I can think about you know I, I had this boyfriend and I had a lot of problems with him I was really frustrated so I got rid of him <laughs> and then I got another boyfriend and then, like, a couple months later, I started getting frustrated again. <laughs> then she said, that's when it hit me. It's like, maybe it's not the boyfriend. You know? There's something going on inside me that I need to look at. Um, so I often think about that story when I think about that change, the, the difference between change and transformation. Yeah, and I love I love the way you're so thoughtful and intentional about the words that you use and the fact that you've given this word impact so much thought and what it means to you. And um, you're right, there's a there can be kind of a collision type um, meaning to it. And the way that you've addressed it and, and just spoken about it, it gives a whole other dimension to that to that word so and I, I love your tagline mm -hmm. creating space for liberating change um, I, I agree there is a difference between change and transformation and and uh, to do to work at the level of transformation is just so much more profound both for you and for your clients so uh, can you share a little bit more about what the work that you're doing in Thailand because one of the things we've been talking about in these impact conversations is a number of the people that I've spoken with with they're they're actually doing things in other parts of the world that expand their impact, and it'd be great to hear about what you are taking part in there. Sure. Um, well, I'll tell you a little bit about the place that I go to, so you have some context for that. I've been going for the past uh, three years to a place called the International Women's Partnership for Peace and Justice. 
Um, and I go there each summer to help teach a three-week training course, which is called Buddhist Education for Social Transformation. And um, the the center itself was started by a friend of mine whose name is Wayporn, and she's a Thai woman. <clears throat> and, you know, when I think about having an impact in the world, I really think about Wayporn a lot because she's somebody who's, uh, just to give you a very short version of her life story, she grew up in Thailand, right in the same village where she started IWP, as this place is called. Um, and she grew up in a pretty abusive home, which is not unusual in Thailand. Uh, we don't often hear about that side of it when we see, you know, what we see from tourist agencies and other places. But um, while it's a beautiful country, there's also a lot of struggle going on there as well. And um, domestic violence and alcoholism is pretty high. And so Wayporn's family was also, uh, you know, she experienced that as well. Her father was quite abusive towards her mother. Um, he had problems with alcohol. So she grew up in that kind of setting and really witnessed the suffering that her mother had and her siblings. Um, and the other interesting thing about Thailand, I mean, as we probably all know, it's a very Buddhist country. However, in this case, the Buddhism is actually used to um, to justify those <clears throat> those incidents of domestic violence. Uh, so oftentimes, if a woman, you know, goes to a monastery and, and says that she's been beaten up by her husband, the response she'll get back is often, well, that's your karma, you must have had a bad past life, um, that's why you're, you know, you deserve this, basically. So Wayporn grew up in that environment, <clears throat> and something inside her just really wasn't wanting to accept that, <laughs> you know, she just felt like, no, this is not actually what the Buddha taught. And her vow to herself when she grew up was that she would do everything that she could, um, both to end domestic violence, and also to just reframe what Buddhist teachings, how they're taught in, in Thailand. So that's kind of the basis of this center. Um, you know, so I go there each year, and she does these workshops for for people who are doing activism and community service work, both in Thailand and around Southeast Asia. Um, and so each summer when I go there, you know, I get a chance to meet with these women who are doing amazing work um, in Southeast Asia and in other parts of the world. And we teach them a lot about how things like meditation and yoga can be part of a self-care routine. Um, so they're going out, you know, back to their organizations and they really have a much more powerful impact because they know how to take care of themselves through the work that they're doing at IWP. Well, that's awesome. Is How do you feel about your involvement in that? How is that helping you to have impact in, in the larger picture of your business and how you want to be in the world? Mm -hmm. Well, I feel to me like a very core piece of my business is really to um, to support other people to do the best work that they can. And, you know, I do a lot of that through offering them tools for self-care and for self-awareness, such as meditation. Um, you know, so when I go there and I'm able to be part of that team that offers those tools to these people who are doing amazing work, um, you know, I feel like it's kind of like the ripple effect. So what I offer is supporting other people in other parts of the world to, you know, help other people. <laughs> so it really is widening circles that are going out there into the world. Yeah, that's great to hear. I uh, do you talk about? Do you communicate the the impact that you want to have with other people that you're talking with, say a prospective client or customer, or with your clients? 
in uh, in conversation or in in your marketing as a as a way of engaging them in conversation about that so they understand you better and what you offer better? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I feel, you know, when I engage with a potential client, um, you know, often I, I go through a little bit of an assessment phase with them to just find out, you know, what sort of like what you're asking me, you know, what is the impact that they want to be making in their work, um, in their lives. And that gives me a better sense of how I can, again, support that. So, um, you know, I, I feel like I use much the same language that I just used to describe to you what I do in Thailand and just, you know, really frame these practices that are at the root of my business, um, you know, as a way to help them become more effective in their work. So it's definitely part of one-to-one conversations that I have. Um, and yes, I feel like in my marketing materials, I really try to emphasize that this is this is the approach that I'm working from. You know, it's not not just, uh, you know, business coaching or helping you with your marketing or fundraising, but it's a an approach that's really rooted in awareness practices. Well, it sounds like, uh, and I know this from our, our conversations, that mindfulness is a really important part of your, the way that you work. And um, I think of that kind of as a, a value in a way, or or at least an important practice. And one of the conversations that, uh, part of the conversations I've been having with people is how their values um, tie into the impact that they want to have and uh, how their beliefs come into into play in every part of their business, their marketing, how their business operates, how they interact with team members. How is your business a reflection of the values that you hold dear that are really important to you? Mm, yeah, I love that question. Um, well, I, I feel like my very first and core value is is the one that actually was used for quite a long time as the tagline for my, my first blog, The Liberated Life Project. Um, and that's freedom is an inside job. And I really try to hold that as my own kind of mantra to myself as well. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, no matter what the circumstances are in our lives, <clears throat> no matter how challenging, um, and actually no matter how good either, because it can work both ways, right? Like we we might feel like, oh, I've got this great home, I've got a great job, a great partner. And actually, in any moment, any one of those can disappear. Mm. Uh, that's just the nature of life, right? Right. Uh, but also, you know, when we're in a place of struggle, or just when our external circumstances are very challenging, um, to me, that's always the, the value to return back to is to remember that we have the capacity to to actually find freedom in any of those circumstances. Um, and again, that's where these practices such as meditation and other forms of mindfulness um, really help us to realize that, that that capacity is inside ourselves to find our own way through suffering. It doesn't have to depend on anything on the outside. So that's definitely a very um, fundamental value that I hold. And a second one for me would be that relationships are everything. Um, you know, I really and truly believe and feel like I've experienced that we live in an interconnected world, you know, that we're all um, interdependent on each other and on this earth that we live on. So I feel like the way I structure, you know, my work, my business and, and uh, just my life, you know, is really based on that, that value. You know, how can I, um, how can I support others? And it's, you know, kind of a living 
a living example is that work in Thailand I was just describing to you, just seeing like how those ripples expand out and, um, you know, what we do in a small grass hut platform where we teach in Thailand, you know, that the woman who's there from Armenia and does work with women in Armenia takes that back, um, you know, so that's the interdependent world that we live in. Yeah, so those are two of my core values. And there's a couple of others, but those are probably the ones that stand out to me as um, most fundamental for how I how I operate my business and my life. Yeah, and those are both so profound. I mean, it d- deals with both the inner and the outer and how both how you develop internally and how you you choose to evolve and, and things you work on within yourself and then also how does that affect other people and the relationships that you have. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, is this is something that everybody who who focuses on having impact uh, deals with it's 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 one thing to have these values but it's another to be enacting them on a consistent basis because we all have challenges or or obstacles that we come up against and and I use that language because it's it's language that we're used to but um, can you share a little bit about when when you feel impeded in some way from having the impact that you want to have how do you how do you deal with that how do you cope with those situations yeah um, yeah when I think for me uh, a little bit of a reframe around obstacles and barriers. And and as you were starting to go in that direction, you know, I feel like a lot of them are actually internally created, at least, at least for me, (laughs) I don't want to speak for anybody else. Um, So, you know, I, I try to look within and see, well, what, what is going on that there's this, you know, apparent barrier or obstacle and where, where is my contribution to this perhaps? Um, So I think that's one way I think about this. And, yeah, and I, you know, I, I feel like it's also really important to note that when working in a this approach where mindfulness is at the basis of it, um, you know, I think it's interesting that mindfulness often gets um, in popular press. It gets framed as, you know, this is like a relaxation technique, mm-hmm. and I I feel like that relaxation is definitely one of the um, wonderful benefits of it, but it's actually not the primary driver of mindfulness practice. Um, and it's much more about awareness and awareness is not always an easy process. And I think true. we actually slow down and take a look at our lives at a deeper level. Um, things may emerge that we've been running from for a long time. So, you know, actually I think a lot of those barriers come from that, from, you know, at least the approach that I'm working with when we do slow down and it's like, Oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, and the temptations they are like, well, I just don't want to deal with that. Um, and, and the tools of the mindfulness practice actually give us, again, like we can grow our capacity to be present to those difficult places, both inside ourselves, you know, and also in the world too. Um, it's not all just made up, right? right? But the practice is about being present and being aware without judgment, you know, to really just continue to show up moment after moment, um, and to trust that the wisdom and the insight will emerge about how to deal with those situations as we're present to them, rather than trying to run away from them. Well, and you're really offering people a, a perspective on problems or issues or whatever people choose to call them as a, a way of going inward and really looking at well, what is this? What is this bringing up for me? And how can I 
how can I choose to respond to that in this situation? So, which is a really rich, even though it's often difficult, it can be a really rich process. Yeah. And I really feel like it's about moving from a place of reactivity, which is where, you know, most of us, and I include myself, Mm -hmm. you know, that's often our default setting. Like we react to the things that come at us. Right. Um, And, and working through this approach of mindfulness really kind of switches the gears uh, so that we learn how to be responsive. Um, you know, and we, we really access a level of wisdom inside us that we may not realize that we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's kind of, I think, an alchemy that comes about when we start doing that. And, and we're able to be much more creative in our responses. You know, we can deal with a difficult situation in a way that we might not have thought would have been possible before uh, because we've created more space around it to see it in a different way. Yeah, that, and that's a great way to put it. And as you know, I love that word alchemy. So it's a, yeah. <laughs> it kind of perfectly captures the, the uh-huh. essence of that. So yep. are there things that you would offer by way of advice or, or guidance to another business owner who's asking themselves, how can I have impact? How can I have a positive influence or make a difference in my business in the larger world? What what would you offer to them as uh, advice or suggestion? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the first thing I would do would be to invite them into a process of really um, clarifying their own values, uh, just like you did, you know, for me with that question a couple of questions ago, to really have a little bit of a process to step back and see, well, what what actually is important to me, you know, deep in my heart. Um, and I feel like, you know, from there, the... Uh, the clarity around then how to take action in an impactful way will come about much more naturally. Um, you know, I feel like when we start from that place of values and knowing, knowing deeply what's important to us, um, then and only then can we actually make an effective action plan about how to move into the world and, you know, work with a certain group of people in a way that's actually going to have impact. Yeah, and that's that's great for people to hear. I uh, I want to thank you so much for being here today because it's uh, it's been really wonderful to explore not only the meaning of that word of impact and and the various ways that you can look at it, but um, your um, your desire to create space for liberating change. It's something that you mentioned early on. I think that's uh, that issue of change and transformation is one that's so important in people who have their own businesses because it's a really it's an amazing venue for uh, transformative growth so thank you so much for sharing your perspectives on all of that Maya Mm, thank you Ursula it's just been really um, fun (laughs) and a privilege to be able to you know think out loud with you and consider this question of impact it's a great question that's great well I'm I'm glad you we were able to do that so uh, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? I have a website. Um, so it's www.mayadur.com. Same as my name. So it's M-A-I-A-D-U-E-R-R. And through there, it's easy to sign up for my um, email list. I sent out a, a monthly full moon e-letter. <laughs> and also I'm quite active on Facebook. So that's a really good way to connect with me as well. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you again for being here, and thank you to everyone listening. Join us for more podcasts on impact. You can subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes, so you'll get notified as soon as new podcasts are available. 
And I thank you for being here and for listening. And until next time, keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact.